Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, I want to start off today with my reflections on the historic reign of Speaker Nancy Pelosi as the first woman to ever hold the gavel in Congress. Nancy Pelosi announced at the end of last week that she would not be seeking re-election in Democratic leadership. And following her uh, was also Steny Hoyer. Nancy Pelosi has been a complicated character I think, in political circles and political history. She has been lambasted on the right. Literal targets were placed on her, and she took every hit that the Republican Party tried to wail against her, not only in stride, but with a level of dignity and defiance and courage and style that I think that no speaker has ever shown. Now, I have throughout my time on Woke AF, I have both applauded Nancy Pelosi for ushering through things like the Affordable Care Act, for ushering through and leading Barack Obama's many accomplishments. I have also been angry at Nancy Pelosi for not providing cover to the younger members of the Democratic caucus and seemingly creating friction between middle-of-the-road Democrats and the newer, younger, browner progressive set. However, 
I have always revered Nancy Pelosi as a woman who entered into Congress at the age of 47 years old. And at a time when there were only nine women in Congress. Can you imagine? As she was giving her speech last week, she said that when she entered, there were nine, and now she's leaving, and there are 90. To say that Nancy Pelosi has been a role model for women in politics, for people in politics in general, would be to just signal out in such a way how this woman single-handedly reshaped the Democratic Party and the House and what it means to be Speaker. I want to read you a, a little bit of what was written um, in the Washington Post last week about Nancy Pelosi, because I think it's worth the reflection. I think that her tenure is worth the reflection. And particularly now, I also want to you know, say that we are in perilous times in this country. We can applaud what happened during midterms. We can pat ourselves on the back. We can definitely pat young people on the back for showing up in historic numbers. But the only reason why Nancy Pelosi doesn't have the gavel this time around is because of gerrymandering voter suppression, and the ways in which the Republican Party has rigged the game, right, against the American people. But I think that it bears reflection on someone who has redefined history and leadership and speakership as the Republican Party has redefined itself as a white supremacist violent cult. And that, you know, many are wondering whether or not Nancy Pelosi would have sought Democratic leadership if not for the violent attack against her husband. But I think that in her speech, what she signifies is that the time has come, you know, for new leadership. We are in a new time, right? And while the sun may be setting on politics that once was, I think that many will have learned from her ability to navigate one of the most disturbing political times in our history, which was the presidency of Donald Trump. And she navigated it with the type of dignity and grace that we can all just pray for. But let me read you a little bit from the Washington Post Pelosi stepping down as top House Democrat after two decades in leadership, written by Mariana Sotomayor and Paul Kane. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who broke Congress's glass ceiling as the first woman to hold the top position in the House, announced Thursday she will not seek re-election as the House Democratic Caucus's top leader, ending one of the most consequential leadership tenures in American political history. This is a direct quote from Nancy Pelosi. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. 
Her decision to not seek re-election as a top Democrat in Congress's lower chamber marks the culmination of a political career widely seen as setting the standard for wielding political power. Historians largely agree that Pelosi redefined the speakership and she made history climbing the ranks of Democratic leadership, becoming the first woman to be second in line to the presidency as Speaker of the House twice. In her more than three decades serving in the House, Pelosi earned a reputation for amassing power in the face of male colleagues who at times undermined her opinions, and she earned respect by delivering votes on her party's top priorities, even if that meant twisting the arms of her colleagues to take a bill over the finish line. Pelosi's ability to keep her caucus in line has led to bipartisan recognition that she alone may be capable of wrangling Democrats' disparate factions. She led the House Democratic Caucus through a bitter fight in 2010 to pass the Affordable Care Act, and most recently managed a razor-thin majority in passing several key pieces of President Biden's legislative agenda. The White House said in a statement that Biden spoke with Pelosi on Thursday morning and congratulated her on her historic tenure. President Biden said this, History will note she is the most consequential speaker of the House of Representatives in our history. There are countless examples of how she embodies the obligation of elected officials to uphold their oath to God and country to ensure our democracy delivers and remains a beacon to the world. Pelosi's decision to step back has been seen somewhat expected. She said in 2020 that she would not seek re-election to a leadership position, but she revealed little about her intentions outside a small and extremely loyal circle of trusted confidants, and her plans were never fully clear. Her choice to step back from leadership comes weeks after her husband, Paul Pelosi, was violently attacked in their San Francisco home by an intruder who was searching for the speaker. The attack on her husband, on her husband played a major role as she deliberated on her decision. Pelosi said during a recent television interview, she noted in the interview that she felt guilt about the violent attack as the intruder was looking for her. In her speech last Thursday, she thanked her husband, calling him my pillar of support, and said she was grateful for all of the prayers and well wishes he continues as he continues his recovery. She said this, I'm endlessly grateful for all of life's blessings for my Democratic colleagues whose courage and commitment with the support of your families have made many of these accomplishments possible. Shortly after her announcement, it became clear that a new generation of Democrats was stepping in to take the torch. Representative Hakeem Jeffries, the current chairman of the House Democratic Caucus will run for House Minority Leader, according to two people familiar with the decision. Jeffries will be joined by Representatives Catherine M. Clark and Pete Aguilar, who will seek the number two and number three positions, respectively. Representative Jim Clyburn will stay on as assistant leader, a position that used to be third in line, but will now be fourth in the leadership structure. Pelosi's top deputy, Representative Steny Hoyer, said in a statement he also would not seek re-election in leadership. You know, folks, I 
share that with all of you because oftentimes as we are looking forward to what's next, what we're anticipating, how we're moving, we don't take time to reflect on how far we have come and to think about a house of representatives that looks more like the country because of people like Nancy Pelosi. I think that women in power have taken a lot of cues from her. I think that her ability to navigate patriarchy, misogyny, uh, at the highest ranks of government and do so with her smile and, and her cunning and her thoughtfulness is amazing. You know, we don't really think about the ways in which women are challenged consistently by men, are undermined by men, are put to the side by men, whether or not they're from your same party or not. And Nancy Pelosi's ability to navigate the House of Representatives at a time, folks, when women had to wear a dress or a skirt on the floor, it was part of the rules. Weren't allowed to wear pants. At a time when you would look around and there were only eight other women in the room. But make clear that you know what you're doing. That you're going to own the space and the skin that you're in. And I think that there are so many profound lessons in that. In her achievements. In her steadfastness. That we can take as the baton is passed. And as we look forward to what the future brings. Now, we know by the press conference, and I say that with fucking air quotes, that Republicans gave uh, with regard to who is going to be in charge of their oversight committee, that Republicans, when they assume the gavel in January, have absolutely no intention on doing a goddamn thing for the American people, except wasting our time and our tax dollars with frivolous fucking committee hearings and investigations that are political witch hunts in order to get back at Democrats for having the audacity to hold their twice impeached criminal ass fucking grifting ass deity, Donald Trump, accountable for his crimes against this country. You're going to hear more about Hunter Biden's laptop and hear more about the ways in which they're going to try and impeach members of, a, of Biden's cabinet than you will about anything that they're actually willing to do, any legislation that they're willing to put together that would advance the American people. Now, folks can say, well, you know, they did win the House. Well, like I said earlier, the only reason why Republicans have the gavel at a very slim fucking margin is because of all of the gerrymandering and voter suppression that their party has been at the forefront of for decades. You have congressional districts that look more like, you know, contortionist from Cirque du Soleil 
than they do actual land masses, carving their way to make sure that they have the Republican votes that only a Republican could possibly win in these very narrow, carved out, curved districts. Because if Republicans actually had to compete in a real way, what the fuck do they offer? Not a goddamn thing. They don't offer the American people a way forward. As they were rolling out what was top on their agenda, nowhere was inflation. Nowhere was an economic plan. Right? Nowhere was a a policy uh, put together around making sure that America is prepared for a potential new pandemic. No, everything that Republicans offer is about taking something away from the American people, whether that is Medicare, whether that is your right to vote, whether that is a full and complete education for your child who is attending a public school that now has over 2,000 books banned. But the only way they win is by cheating. And what I've loved about Nancy Pelosi over the course of her leadership is the ability to call out bullshit. The ability to take Donald Trump and Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell to fucking task. The ability to sit into a room or stand up as one of my favorite photos of Nancy Pelosi standing up in a room with the cabinet members and Donald Trump and pointing her finger across the table in his face. I want Democrats as the leadership structure shifts and as we turn the page on this historic Pelosi error to have the same grit and strategy and ability to communicate the absolute ridiculousness and frivolousness and white supremacists of this party to call a fucking spade a spade. Now, I don't think that Hakeem Jeffries is going to have an uphill battle to uh, becoming a minority leader in the House. I think that Hakeem Jeffries um, has had some really great moments inside of the committees that he has led in questioning, in being, you know, the head of the Democratic caucus. And I think that he is ready. I think that he is ready to take on and call out this new, I I don't even know what you call them, breed, I guess, this new breed of Republican that is centered and grounded in violence, in in cruelty, in oppression, in hate. You know, the role, aside from blocking legislation, not like I think that they're going to try and pass any, their role on these committees as we get prepared to enter into the circus of Kevin McCarthy if he's able to scrounge up the fucking votes to become, you know, the uh, another sycophant for Donald Trump will be to communicate and to shut down Republican bias and lies at every turn. I mean, let me tell you something. 
I would not want to be in this body, in this Congress, for so many reasons, because I think that the Republican Party is a sheer embarrassment, and I don't want to go to work when I hate half the people that are there, right? Like, literally hate them. When I worked on the Hill, when I worked on the Hill 150 years ago, the climate was so different, right? Yes, we were in leadership. Democrats were in leadership. But the climate was still about collaboration, right? It was about bringing together these two vying ideologies, but for the common good. But what we know and what we've learned over the last, you know, seven God-awful years is that there is no longer any common good. But what I love about how Democrats are moving in this moment is that they're not going to let infighting, jostling for power get in the way of what their common enemy is. And the common enemy is the Republican Party. The common enemy is fighting back fascism and authoritarianism and the rise of domestic terrorism. Christopher Wray, the head of uh, the FBI, was testifying, and I, I watched a brief clip, and I, folks, I needed to change the channel because some, you know, self-care. But basically, Christopher Wray was alerting to Congress that the FBI needs to have the authority to be able to continue to take down drones that potentially are carrying home IEDs, you know, the explosives that are, that are used at war. Because the threat and the rise of domestic terrorism, and let's just be clear and call it white terrorism because that's what the fuck it is, is so sky high that what they are hearing is chattering about being able to weaponize drones to cause mass destruction. As I'm listening to this, I'm like, almost 30 years ago, when Nancy Pelosi entered into the political arena, domestic terrorism and threats of violence were not the norm. The nuanced ways in which people were trying to harm government, government officials, was not the norm. And so it is necessary for those that have the stamina and the foresight to be able to see how this white supremacist political party is manipulating their base into terrorism is needed. And, you know, why Christopher Ray was testifying is because there's going to be an expiration coming up soon of their authority to be able to disrupt drones, to take them down, and he needed to amplify to Congress the threats, right? 
as we were headed into midterm elections, and obviously, but a couple of weeks prior to that was the assault on Paul Pelosi from a white, a white right wing fucking QAnon eating, drinking, sleeping, uh, intruder insurrectionist who is hyped up on all the lies and hate being fed to him by the Republican party. And so when we look at this razor thin margin that Republicans are going to have, what we realize is that they're not going to provide the authority to the FBI to be able to dismantle what it is that their constituency and base is trying to do to destroy this country and to start a civil war. We're not safe, right, is the reality that I want folks to still sit with. We have power, meaning that we still have the Senate, but the Senate map doesn't look good in a couple of years from now for us in terms of who is going to be up and where. But I'm not even concerned about that because, folks, who the fuck knows where we will be? You know, where this country will be. You have their twice impeached loser who still hasn't seen the inside of a jail cell, who still has not been indicted for all of his crimes, which there is a laundry list of. So we don't know where things will fall. But what I do know is that I believe Democrats are more clear-eyed and united against what they are fighting for. And it is for us. It is for freedom. It is for democracy. It is for family, right? It is for the ability to love, to learn, right? To live free of oppression, obstacles, dehumanization, and cruelty. So when Nancy Pelosi says, you know, that this is the most beautiful building that she has ever served in and that it means something to her to have walked these halls, to have led this party, I get choked up still when I go to the Capitol. That I am a child of immigrants, queer black woman that walks those halls and holds meetings and speaks on panels about how to make this country better. And having the awesome responsibility to use my voice to activate people into their own personal power and lifting their own voices. So when I feel that bit of responsibility, I can't imagine the awesome responsibility that Nancy Pelosi has felt when she has placed her hand over her heart and pledged allegiance to this country and then saw that same beautiful building disgraced by an insurrectionist mob led by a vile, hateful, disgusting man who is yet to be held accountable for any of his crimes. My favorite thing, you know, that I will hold about Nancy Pelosi is the footage that was, you know, released during the insurrection when she was just like, I would like to punch him in the fucking face. I add the fucking part. 
I want to punch him in the face. I'm like, yes, we all do. I'd love it if we could take turns. The way that he tried to punch a hole in the heart of our democracy, but Americans continue to push back and to stand up and to stand strong and to fight for what matters, which is the freedom for all people to exist, to pursue their happiness, to pursue their version of the American dream. That is what Nancy Pelosi has stood for her entire career. And we're all indebted and better off because of her leadership. So, Madam Speaker, we thank you on Woke AF for all you have done, for the ways in which you have challenged the system, challenged the status quo, in order to even make your speakership possible. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.